Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's Light the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe, on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, the Horn. Second hour of Life the Tower on the horn. Craig and Jeff with you. Came alongside. NFL Draft Day. And you have uh, NFL Draft coverage tonight. We've got guys just scattered all over the place here at uh, Pluckers. So at, uh, what, seven different li- – are, are you at one of those uh, tonight, Cam? I'm not. It appears our show actually has the night off. <laughs> well, originally the, the plan was I was going to be traveling up uh, today and uh, and going up to Fort Worth, and may still be depending on what happens. Because if you join us late and kind of heard it partially, we are first first received word that the Texas TCU baseball uh, series have been shifted from tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday to Saturday to Saturday, Sunday, Monday, because they are expecting some pretty heavy rain. Uh, in Fort Worth tomorrow afternoon into tomorrow evening, which would kind of compromise it. So first, there was an actual press release on it. And, and what was it, Cam? Uh, TCU tweeted it out on, on their baseball site, I think? Or yeah, their, so the TCU, their tweet came first, and then we got the same press release, and then got another press release. Well, actually, CB pointed in the, on the specs text on the tweets have been deleted, but that doesn't always indicate you know what correctly happened. But then we right. got the other press release saying, please hold this information. So I guess we're in a holding <sighs> pattern right now, waiting to decide what times the games will be on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Okay, maybe that's the thing that's up in, up in the air. But it would appear that the games will be shifted to Saturday, Sunday, Monday, regardless of it. But again, yeah. it's not official yet. So we'll find out, perhaps before we leave air. So we'll we'll see. Uh, Specs text line cleanup from hour number one. Somebody said, uh, "Craig, I dare you do the entire show with that voice." Which voice? NFL films films voice. Oh, the John Facenda one. Yeah, the late John Facenda. He used to get letters sent to him at the at the uh, NFL Films office in uh, Mount Laurel, New Jersey, that said "Voice of God." <laughs> what they'd send him. Super Bowl four belonged to the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, he, you know he I just realized, get that stuff. Uh, checking out, um, and I'm, we're watching all kinds of draft coverage here in the studio. I just saw Todd McShay's final mock draft. Okay. Either he his is going to be incredibly stupid or incredibly accurate because his looks nothing like anybody else's. His usually doesn't. Yeah. And and with him, a lot of times it's a lot of dartboard stuff uh, for him on, and and some things he hits, he hits, but he might not hit the top three or four, 
but he'll hit some odd pick that somebody's picking at number 9 or 11 or 13 or something like that. And everybody else goes, wow, didn't expect that. Well, Todd Mishkay did, but yeah. he misfired on the first four. You know, that kind of thing. And that's, you know, it's a roulette. It is uh, with with that. It on, is, but I mean, his is the hit. McShay's is the only mock that I have not seen Bijan going to either Atlanta or Philly. Everything I've seen in the last twenty four hours has Bijan either going to Atlanta or Philly. McShay has Bijan going to the Chargers at twenty one, but it seems like all the talk has either Atlanta or Philadelphia in some form or fashion, either trading down a little bit in yeah. the late teens. It's like McShay had uh, Philly taking Nolan Smith from Georgia. And I'm like, is Nolan Smith even – I haven't seen him mocked that high by anybody. So, I don't know, man. Like I said, either McShay's going to be a genius or an idiot by the end of the night. So, Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of how it goes with the NFL draft, you know? Yeah, pretty much. It kinda, it, and toward that end, it gets me into my Brad Cham story. Um, and, uh, and, and just before I do that, I just – you know, again, the cleanup from hour number one is a, a jersey uh, that you really don't, uh, you know, wear anymore. For obviously, there's somebody with a collection of cowboy hats. Said from when I was a kid, um, jersey top jorts and Crocs with socks. Yeah, sure. Someone with a Fernando Valenzuela jersey and a Manny Moda jersey back in the day. But those are, you know, those are great Dodgers. And and even though Fernando ended up pitching elsewhere, and Moda was. Uh, with the with the Pirates, I think, before the Dodgers and then with the Dodgers. But that's okay. Here's somebody at a Spurs jersey, Vinny Del Negro. That's one you need there, Jeff, if not Tim Duncan. Vinny no, Del Negro. There's uh, an OG Yao Ming jersey, Arian Foster, Clyde Drexler. That's someone Houston-based. An old Dallas Star sweater growing up. Here's somebody with a Don Meredith jersey. People ask me, who's that? Or is your wife's name Meredith? <laughs> the jersey. Is your wife's name Meredith? <laughs> uh, I bought a Texas Tech baseball jersey and sewed Mahomes and the number five on it. Uh, a Dennis Rodman Spurs jersey, Ricky Williams Saints jersey, D'Amico Ryan's jersey from playing with the Texans, Vinny Testaverde Jets jersey. I might have to find that Vinny Testaverde Jets song then. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. The, anyway, uh, yeah, like Captain K. Vince said, the ice bat jerseys were fire because you were talking about those earlier uh so and then somebody said i I donated all my jerseys after the late sean adams said no man over 30 should wear another man's name on their back uh where i would have differed with the late great sean adams is if it was a a hall of fame or a classic player paying tribute to it that that see somebody mentioned the uh a patriots fan might still have an aaron hernandez jersey Mm -hmm. probably but i know the patriots did a big deal where uh a buyback. They yeah. did a buyback. They wanted all of them back. Yeah, you can go turn in your Aaron Hernandez jersey and get you like a free Tom Brady. Or yeah, yeah, you could do that. Lawrence Maroney or whoever was with the Patriots at that mm. point. I don't know. Yeah. Somebody said, I'd wear my throwback 1996 Johnston High School jersey. I wear it all the time back when we lost to Drew Brees 50, uh, 84 to nothing. See, I have my high school jersey, but that thing is not going to be worn. That thing is... Yeah, I keep telling you to bring it in. I'm not going to bring it in, Craig. Why? Because I don't. It doesn't fit anymore. It barely fit back then. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, it, uh, that thing. This was. Before. I mean, you don't have to put it on. You just, just want to see, see it? it? Yeah. You don't have to I wear it. I thought I brought it in for you to see it. Did I not? Or did I just take a picture of it? Uh, you took a picture of it. All right. I'll bring it in one of these. Yeah, days. you have to do that. Just remind me. Yeah. 
Uh, hey, somebody says if you were going to Fort Worth earlier, there's a Poncho's Mexican buffet still in operation there. In Damn Worth. straight you there can is. You hit that one there. Uh, Raise that flag. Yeah. Uh, very first jersey, Eddie George, Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Uh, uh, dear Kit Kat, welcome to the Cereal Club. Love Little Debbie. Yeah, the Little Debbie cereal. Bruce Jenner jersey. So, uh, dude, see, like McShay's mock. Oh, my gosh. Can we talk about this for a second? Yeah. Like, he's got the Texans taking Tyree Wilson at two. Yeah. There's been rumblings that, that some people in the Texans organization have Tyree over Will Anderson. That's been a real thing this week, Jeff. Man, I thought Tyree Wilson was really good. Like, when I was talking to some of my colleagues with the Football Writers Association, they were putting together All-American teams, and they're like, well, let's take, you know, talk about defensive linemen. And I was like, man, the best defensive lineman I saw all year was Tyree Wilson. Like, when Tech, when Texas went and played in Lubbock, yeah. I just thought he made more plays. Like, Will Anderson made a couple of plays late, but Kelvin Banks did a hell of a job on Will Anderson. And Felix Anaduke Ozoma uh, didn't do much in that K-State game. But I thought Tyree Wilson did a heck of a job. But, man, number two pick in the draft, I did not think he was going to go that high. Uh, here's a couple other uh, things before we get to the the story that I had. Uh, somebody asked, I have uh, somebody said, I have a purple and white Florence Buffalo number two high school jersey. How about that? Nice. There's a good one there. And um, and then uh, somebody said, how much can I get for my Ron McKelvey jersey? Wow, I would hold on to that. The uh, roster imposter jersey. Uh, and then finally, it's a better rule. Of I hope that means a numerical number two and you're not talking about number, oh, the bad bathroom. Oh, good point. Okay. Well, they, they didn't say it was Purple Buffalo's daddy. It's another guy who did that. Well, And then says, somebody said, a better rule is a man can't wear a player's name on his back if said player is younger than the man. No shame for this 46-year-old man wearing a Nolan Ryan jersey. Um. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I I get where you're coming from, but that, but that would preclude somebody uh, wearing a LeBron jersey if they wanted to. Unless... LeBron and I are the same age. Okay. Right. Hey, uh, do you guys remember where what Ty Henderson's bet is? This is Will Levis has to go in the top two picks tonight, yeah, it, and he'll he'll do the coffee mayonnaise bit yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a pledge to where he'll take a bite out of the banana peel and all, and then have coffee with mayonnaise in it. Yeah, there's something like that. Um, so there's a, there's somebody with the Ray Carew jersey on again. You got that there. It's bad, it's bad business, man. Yeah, yeah. Can you get an O.J. Simpson throwback jersey? Can you get one of those? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, all right. That, Bill, uh, that Bill's Mafia is an interesting crowd. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, so, here, so here it is, NFL Draft Day. And, and the further I get away from what we used to do on the radio with the draft when I was in Dallas, the more um, unlikely it seems, strange, but what we used to do with the NFL draft, and this is, you know, when obviously I was working at KRLD and I had uh, Chuck Cooperstein, who's the voice of the Mavericks now, uh, was uh, we were on staff together. Uh, Dave Oloshin, uh, who has been longtime voice of the Memphis Tigers, in fact, left KRLD to go back to Memphis, where he'd been before, to uh, to become the play-by-play voice of the Tigers. Uh, Wolo uh, was on that staff. Brian Briscoe, who uh, had worked in sports radio for years and years and years and works in media relations, public relations up in Denton, is there. Was Norm Hitzkiss ever a patriot of KRLD? Or no. Okay. He was always KLIF and then the ticket. Gotcha. Um, okay. But but Norm, uh, the, the, the Norm used to go to the NFL draft every year, and Brad Cham used to go to the NFL draft every year. Mm-hmm. 
Now, what was really unique, like I said, the further I get away from this, the more um, outside the box this, this comes to me. When Brad used to go to the NFL draft, and this is like starting in the mid-70s, uh, well into the 80s, Brad not only went to the draft, and they would have it set up there at the Marriott Marquis, Madison Square Garden. I love or not the, Madison Square, Marriott Marquis, near Madison Square Garden. I love those old uh, draft films, like the Elway to Marino, 30 yeah. for 30. It's yeah. just like everything's set up on tables. you got dudes burning heaters. And That's right. The big, phone, the big helmet phones are there. Yeah. That's right. Brad was writing in the mix. Of, I, and I actually did it one year after Brad had left. I went in 90... Four, I think it was ninety four. You got the Shante Carver draft. It's funny you bring that. Funny you bring that up, man. Funny you bring that up. I'm about to get to a a text here in a few minutes. Uh, But I did go. uh, I did one year and got to experience an enormous sitting right next to me. And they would have like for radio stations that went. And this was before the true advent of sports radio. So it was just a sports talk show here and there. So they could accommodate it, Mm -hmm. and they kind of put you up on high. uh, high up near the top of the room. Did, did Norm there. have his big board with him? He didn't there because he didn't have room. <laughs> didn't have room for the big board. <laughs> so they he would be there, and then I would um, – and and then uh, I had my area, my space. But, again, for years it was Brad. It was his yeah. his deal. Not only was Brad Cham there on it, his co-host, his co-host of the draft coverage from like the 70s well into the 80s was Tech Schramm. Now, what? think about that. Yeah, I know. How crazy does that sound? Think about this. You have the president and general manager of the Dallas Cowboys in their heyday. The guy making the calls on who are we taking with this pick? Well, he wasn't really making the call per se. Okay. Gil Brandt was making a, oh, a lot of the call, okay. but Tex was always in the consultation. Gotcha. Okay. But Tex would be on with Brad as a co-host, as an analyst. And so Brad will, uh, Brad would say, you know, now uh, let's go to the, the uh, we're going to go to the podium. They would talk about, Tex, who do you think here with the Falcons? Well, the Falcons need a defensive back, so they'll go with a defensive back here. So, like, he knew what the other teams That's were going to do. That's crazy. That's an active, as an active Did, front office guy breaking that? down everybody else. How about that? Being that on live wild. at the time. That's why I said, the further I get Ooh. away from this. So, Pete Rozelle would step to the mic and say, and, and, and Pete Rozelle would step to the mic and say, with the ninth pick in the 1985 National Football League draft, the Atlanta Falcons select, and, and more often than not, it would be who it, it would be who Tex would say, or at least have the position right. Yeah. So we get to 1986. So here's here's 1986. And Brad's doing it, and they get to the 11th pick, and the Rams have the 11th pick in the draft. So Brad says, at least I think it's the 11th pick. Um, so, um, uh, so, and I, and I may be getting it wrong. Jeff, By the way, you remember who, 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 was, who the number one overall pick was in the 86 draft? No. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers selected Bo Jackson, who never played for the How about Bucks. that? How about that? And I read a story about that, about how Hugh Culverhouse messed that whole deal mm-hmm. up there. It cost him his baseball eligibility his last season at Auburn. Yep. Let me ask you this. Did, did the Rams have the 11th pick that year in 86? Bengals had the 11th pick. Okay, the we're... Rams. Rams, 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 Rams. I'm trying to find it. We're, we're, we're 23rd. Okay, I don't know that that was. 
But, but let me ask you this. Was they just give me the first name of the guy they picked at 23? Mike. Yep. Okay, here we go. It's the 23rd pick, not the 11th pick. Okay. Offensive lineman, right? Yes. Yep. Okay, here we go. So they get to 23, and that would make sense, by the way. The Rams had reached the NFC Championship game the year before, including eliminating the Cowboys when Eric Dickerson ran for like 240 or something, and then the Rams lost to that incredible Bears team, got shut out when they had Dieter Brock at quarterback. And he lost to the Bears, who went on, of course, and completed their Super Bowl shuffle and won, won the Super Bowl. So now you get to the 86 NFL draft, and they're rolling through the names. And Texas on a roll. He's he's nailing it. Well, the Patriots, they need this, and blah, blah, blah. And it would go on, go on and go for it. So then they get to number 23. And Brad says, Tex, what, what do you think the Rams are going to do here? Well, the Rams need a linebacker, and they need some defensive help. So they'll probably, they'll probably go uh, probably go with that. It's okay. Here's the here's the pick. Pete Rozell steps to the mic and says, "With the 23rd pick in the 1986 National Football League draft, the Los Angeles Rams select Mike Shad, offensive lineman, University of Western Ontario, in Canada." And there's this silence for a minute, and then Tech says on live radio, "Well, I'll be God," and he finishes it. <laughs> <laughs> he finishes the whole GD word on live radio. That is awesome. Well, I'll be God, blah, blah, blah. blah. And, and Brad had an even better response. He says, surprised, Texas? That was the line. Surprised, Texas? So Mike Shad, who wound up playing for a few years in the league, very low for the round, and think mainly with the Eagles later, that was the deal. Uh, Mike Shad. So this morning... On our little group text that I talked about, um, uh, Brian Briscoe, he had it right. Uh, he said, with the 23rd pick in the 1986 NFL draft, the Los Angeles Rams select Mike Shad, offensive lineman, Queens University, Canada. And then Brad texts with the words, well, I'll be, and then he just goes dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and then Chuck Cooperstein says, the single greatest draft coverage moment. Surprised, Texas? Because uh, his full That's name was awesome. Texas E. Shram, was Tex Shram's name. And then I said, as a Rams fan, I'm still waiting for the return on investment. And Brad goes, yeah, let that one go, Shantae Carver. <laughs> Man, there were some bad Cowboys drafts in there. But just Jimmy. think about that. Here's the president and general manager Dude, that, of the that NFL That would be team. like if, if we covered the MLB draft yeah. and just had Gene Watson in here going pick by pick. Yes. Yeah. It, 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 and and here's the president and general manager of the team. But that explains also the relationship that he and Tom Landry and Gil Brand and all those cowboy people had with Brad back then and the trust they had and the things he used to do. Remember, Tex used to do his own show. People think Jerry was one of the pioneers on that kind of thing. Tex did a show start back in the 70s with the late Frank Gleber called Ask Tex Shram. It was on Monday night. Now, by the time I got in the 80s, we started calling it uh, Aztec Shram, uh, the program about everybody's favorite South American Indian, Aztec Shram. You know, <laughs> you know it's Aztec Shram, uh, Aztec Shram, and he would be on every Monday night. When Frank Lieber did the show over at the old Cowboys headquarters on North Central Expressway before Valley Ranch ever was a dream, mm-hmm. that there was a broadcast line set up in Texas office, and Frank would do the show there. And they and the story was you could hear the Scotch glasses clinking in the background. You know, That's great. So yeah. 
Texan. By the way, the Cowboys' first round pick that year in '86, they yeah. had the 18th pick. Wasn't that Mike Sherrard? That was Mike Sherrard. I, I, I remember that draft so well. <laughs> Mike Sherrard. So that's that's, that's the Tex Ram story. Mm-hmm. But it, and even as the as incredulous as he was to say, "Well, I'll be got," and I mean, he said it like that. He just barreled it out. We all looked at each other in the newsroom, and you just hear Brad on without hesitating. Go, Surprised Texas, uh, and um, and so then you know is that that's as incredulous as that is that, that for it, to hear him say that on the air, mm-hmm. and and we were not in a delay, so there was no dump budding hitting. I mean, we had it for the talk show, but we weren't. That was in the middle of the day. By the way, I know we got to hit the break, but yeah. uh, that '86 draft has produced one Hall of Famer. Craig, do you know who the one Hall of Famer from the '86 draft is? No, I do not. Charles Haley. Oh wow! Okay. All right. Fourth round pick number ninety six. And a future overall. cowboy. So there you like go. That elephant position for the 49ers. Yeah, he did. Jeff, Peter Schrager just dropped his latest mock draft. Bijan Robinson, twenty-three to the Vikings. I don't think he's he's last. Well, I'll tell you this. If he goes past Philly at ten and there's not a trade back, then somebody's trading up in the mid teens to get him. I don't think he's going that far down. What did you say? Somebody else was interested at 16? I think Detroit at 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't see him going there, but who knows? Peter Schrader, Schrager knows quite a bit as well. All right, we'll continue up next. Uh, we have a Flex 30 update, and uh, maybe we'll have more on this you know, Longhorn Baseball Series with TCU. Maybe not. <laughs> it, it was announced that it was going to be Saturday, Sunday, Monday, shifted. And so then we said it after the official release went out, and then it was like, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. As Jackie Gleason, as Sheriff Buford T. Justice said at the start of Smokey and the Bandit, hold off on that car wash, gentlemen. Mm. We'll continue here with Light the Tower on the Horn. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Craig Webb and Jeff Howe light the tower. This is my favorite NFL film. Ramblin' Man from Gramblin'. Again, it's the Sam Spence stuff. I love the ESPN NFL music. Like yeah. for primetime. Yeah, that's good I, too. I love, that's one of the reasons I love ESPN. Like it uh-huh. pays for itself during baseball season, ESPN yeah. Plus does. But during the football season, I love watching primetime. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, so a lot of those tunes have become really regular. I like, you know, anyway. So uh, that's Ramblin' Man from Gramblin'. All right. Uh, before we get to our next hour long Renault book, let's get to our Flex 30 update. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to FLXATX.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement. Okay, uh, we're assuming that the Cameron Parker has now completely dried off and dried out after uh, being over at uh, Vista Ridge on Tuesday night for that baseball game uh, where young Mr. Sakura once again was on the beam, and he was really good. 
He's, yeah. he's right on it. Uh, so they ran the table. They're unbeaten in district play. 14 and 0. Yeah. And did, did they did they get their non-district game set up for tomorrow? That so they're not going to play. They're oh, going to have play. the weekend off. They're going to settle for some inter-squad scrimmages okay. to stay competitive. But okay. they'll get ready and. Coach Carter and I'm guessing like most of their coaches who don't have a game this or Friday night will be out scouting and he'll be paying keenly attention to uh, 26-6A. That's where I was going next. What about the uber competitive 26-6A? So games tonight and tomorrow, Lake Travis, Bowie, Buda Johnson, Westlake, all trying to jockey for playoff positioning because they'll be matched up against the 25-6A. So Round Rock will play mm-hmm. whoever's in fourth place, which looks like right now, Judah Johnson, maybe they can pull off an upset today or tomorrow. And then Lake Travis and Bowie trying to fight for that second spot. But theoretically, if Westlake loses both games, then one of those two could jump up. Maybe even a tiebreaker game would still have to happen. I know Westwood and Vandergriff, they are playing a third-place tiebreaker game tomorrow to decide who takes the second spot in 25-6A. Okay. All right. Uh, meanwhile, softball playoffs yeah, getting underway. 6A. You got a one-gamer tomorrow night, Round Rock and Del Valley playing in Round Rock. Cedar Ridge and Bowie, a one-gamer tomorrow night. They're playing that one in Maynard. Vista Ridge is playing Buta Johnson in a one-gamer at Lake Travis tomorrow night. Stoney and Drip are playing a best of three. Yeah. And uh, they'll start 6 o'clock tomorrow. Again, weather permitting because it kind of yeah. looks a little threatening for tomorrow. 6 o'clock tomorrow, 11 a.m. St- and that game at Drip. 11 o'clock Saturday morning at Stony. Game three would follow if necessary. You have a one-game playoff uh, in a 5A between Georgetown and how about Eastside Early College uh, get there. And they're playing uh, at Hendrickson tomorrow night. Leander is playing New Braunfels Canyon. Uh, that's a best of three. They play tonight in Leander, tomorrow at Canyon. Both those games are 6 o'clock games. If they have to go to a third game, it'll be at Dripping Springs as a neutral site on Saturday at 1 o'clock. Liberty Hill and San Antonio Vets Memorial, 6 o'clock this evening in Liberty Hill. Game 1, game 2 tomorrow at Vets at 6. 2 o'clock Saturday, they'll play it in Wimberley if it goes to that. Glenn and Smithson Valley, 7 o'clock tomorrow night at Glenn. Noon Saturday at Smithson. And Game 3 would follow right there at Smithson if they need it. Crockett and either Pflugerville or Elgin. I think we'll have to see who they're playing on that. Same thing with McCallum against Pflugerville or Elgin on that. And Lassa is going to play Eastview in a one game at Noack tomorrow. And Hazen's a game TDA. So there it is. There's your softball playoff schedule. And that is your Flex 30 update. Time now for the second hour, Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Quick update, looking ahead to the fall. Alabama's out on another quarterback to their roster, in case anybody hasn't heard it. Tyler Buckner, the Notre Dame quarterback, entered the portal shortly after their spring game. He's headed to Tuscaloosa. His former offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese, is now the OC of Bama. So that's Ty Simpson, Jalen Milrow, and Tyler Buckner all at quarterback for Bama. I got a feeling, Craig, we it might go up to their you know their first week of the regular season. It's so isn't it so nice to think ahead and not have to deal with that this year? Yeah. Like we really yeah. didn't have to deal with it last year because Sark had that impromptu announcement right. a couple of weeks before the start of the season that Quinn was going to be the guy. But it's going to be nice to go, and maybe that's why it's been a pretty. Ho hum, even if you want to call it boring off season so far for Texas. I know, knock on wood, because the minute you say that, something will happen. And camp, I'm, I'm, you know, outside of the unexpected. I think. Uh, what's that? 
What, Cam? Sorry, what? I'm talking myself over here trying to figure out. <laughs> I was like, what, what about 306? What about yeah, your what mic was very much on. Yeah. What was 306? What's 306? That's the time that we had between our last break and the start of the hours. So. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Uh, I was interested in how the production standard thank works. You, thank you for helping me keep keep the clock there, Cam. Um, yeah, it's going to be kind of nice to go through a camp without having to worry about quarterback competitions Agreed. and controversies and what have you. Uh, quick basketball update. I do know that the Texas staff was in home with Kendall Weaver, the UTA transfer, last night. Uh, don't be surprised if you hear something about Texas uh, making a visit to see Max Asmus. Also, nothing new on either one of those guys. And, Craig, before we talk about Bijan in the draft, real mm-hmm. quick, uh, did David Pierce ever tell us a day Tanner Witt was supposed to go this weekend, or was it just scheduled that he was going to go this weekend? It was going to be game three. Okay. So it could be. but And, and for folks who said, wait a minute. And and on Saturday, was standing there talking uh, to Coach Pierce, and Kirk Bowles walks up, and so he was. Uh, he he asked a couple of questions, and uh, when he did, um, one of the things was about Tanner Witt, and Kirk asked him, "Wouldn't wouldn't he be better served maybe as a closer for you?" And Kirk alluded to that in his nine things and crazy prediction column yesterday. Mm-hmm. But what Coach Pierce said to him was, whether he does or not, ultimately the way they have to start him out. Yeah is from a designated know when he's going to pit situation, not a not a bullpen thing. Right. So even though he may only throw somewhere between 20 and 30 pitches, mm-hmm. he probably is going to be a starter and would probably start game three of the series, which <laughs> was originally scheduled for Sunday. Then we were told it's gone to Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Now we're told, hold off on that. We'll, we'll find out. I have a feeling that probably the series is going to be shifted to Saturday, Sunday, Monday, but – it will. They're they're still, I think, trying to work on the times. Right on that. So, um, and to your point, that's the uh, about why it would make sense for him to do that. It's all about the mechanics of warming up. As he's right. in this recovery from Tommy John surgery, you want him. Hey, here's your warm up schedule, and this is you know when you're going to pitch, and then we we'll get you your you know twenty thirty pitches, however long that lasts, and then boom, you're out of there. Yeah. So you don't want him up and then warming up and then oh now we don't need a bullpen guy, but oh hey get up again and start throwing. So it's you don't want to. Mess right. with the the rehab schedule. All right, let's talk about the draft. Yeah, uh, Bijan. Whenever he's taken tonight, again, multiple mock drafts. I've seen them go eight to Atlanta, ten to Philly. Both of those teams trading back. Right. We've seen him slotted somewhere in the teens. Uh, where'd you say the Peter Schrager mock had him going twenty three to the Vikings? Yep. Yeah. Okay, I think he's gone before then. Uh, bottom line, Cowboys fans, I don't think you're gonna have to worry about the Bijan situation coming up there. tonight, unless they trade up, which then that's a whole another can of worms to open up. But whenever he's taken, he's gonna set some firsts and break some streaks here. Uh, Texas hasn't had a first round pick since Malcolm Brown in 2015. That streak will end tonight. Hasn't had an offensive player drafted since Vince Young in 2006. That streak will end tonight. Uh, the first non-quarterback to go in the first round since Cedric Benson in 2005. That streak will end tonight. And Matt Butler and I had to look this up because I thought about it. I'm like, surely I can't be right. But I was. My hunch was right. He's going to be the first Big 12 running back taken in the first round since Adrian Peterson in 2007. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be a really big night. And, you know, you look at what Bijan did for Texas – while he was a player and everything he meant to this program off the field, he's got a chance to really be kind of for Sark what Ricky Williams in a lot of ways was for Mac Brown, just in terms of a guy that his his rise, his rise to being one of the best players in college football, to being a first round pick, to being hopefully having early success in the NFL, 
that this is one of those things that helps you generate momentum to you getting to a point where everybody listening to this right now, unless you're a Texas Tech or an A&M fan or whatever, hopes Texas is or at least expects Texas to be, which is in the national conversation each and every season. Hopefully Bijan helps you get to that level. And, Craig, I think it speaks to the fact that guys are starting to get developed. We're starting to see the player development part of this. I'm not going to say get there, but it's trending in the right direction. Right. And you look at the talent level in the program – and I think anybody that watched the spring game will agree with me. The body types look different. The speed, the physicality, it's all starting to look like what you would expect the Texas roster to look that very, very few times in the last you know 10 or so years has a Texas roster looked like this one. But then you think about all these guys are young, and if the player development piece is there, I haven't felt this good about this thing getting ready to take off, but I think Bijan getting drafted, you know, think about it. We're sitting here last year going through the draft Knowing going into the draft, yeah, you're probably not going to have anybody take it. Maybe Cameron Dicker or Josh Thompson taking late. But a credit to that draft class, though, Josh Thompson stuck around on a roster with the Titans. Cameron Dicker eh, was was an NFC offensive player or NFC special teams player of the week with the Eagles. Right. Then gets cut and then ends up the rest of the season with the Chargers. So props to Cameron Dicker. That's just, a couple of walk-offs with San Diego. Yeah. That's, I mean, with L.A. That's just the life of a kicker in the National Football League. Brendan Schooler sticks with the Patriots the whole year. So – not a bad year. There's been years where the draft hasn't been that fruitful to Texas in terms of the undrafted free agents that that get a shot and stick with teams. So, uh, but it's a it's a much different conversation you're having this year with guys that spent the bulk of their Texas careers playing for Steve Sarkeesian that are going to have a chance to get drafted this year. That's a a, a really good thing to see. And, and it's not just going to be Bijan. We'll talk about it. You know, tomorrow it's going to be you know, tomorrow. Are we talking about where's Demarvin Overshawn going to go? It was Ro, where does Roshan Johnson go? Because at this point, it looks like he's going to go in day two. And then you get to the weekend, and then it's Ojemon Coburn. They're probably going to go somewhere on Saturday in that fourth to seven round range. I don't know where, but it it could be a really good weekend for the football program. A stark contrast to where we were at this time last year covering this thing. And hopefully, this is the start of more fruitful drafts like the draft was when Mac really had it rolling and you just came to expect, yeah, you're going to have multiple guys throughout the draft hear their names called. Somebody said, you said Malcolm Brown was a first-rounder. He was. He was. I think he's thinking about a different Malcolm Brown. Defensive tackle Malcolm Brown. Not Malcolm Brown, the running back. Not at Mallycat28. <laughs> uh, the, the way you spell it, uh, the texter, is the running back. Malcolm the, with one L. And Malcolm with one L. So that's that's where that is. All right, we'll be back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower on the Horn. Okay, we're done for today, and hope you enjoy your draft night. Maybe you enjoyed out out of Pluckers with any of the guys out there at locations from north all the way to south. Hey, in the Pluckers setups, Tom McCain AV Consultations did those as well. So consider you know, that the quality. Absolutely, and get you some of them wings. We'll have more on what this Texas baseball uh, series is all about in terms of its playing and the, uh, you know, if it is indeed pushback Saturday, Sunday, Monday, which was originally announced, then they were like, hold on, wait. So we'll see on that. So stay tuned throughout the course of the afternoon. For now, I'm planning to be here in studio tomorrow. We'll see how that plays out. Like that baseball series, we're TBD on our lineup tomorrow. There you go. Aren't we all every day? Stay tuned. Chad and Zay are up next. For our man behind the glass, our producer Cameron Parker. For my co-host Jeff Howell, I'm Craig Way. Thanks for joining us. We'll visit with you tomorrow right here on Light the Tower.